Today on the Back Row Fantasy Show, me and Arms are going to talk about free agent frenzy coming up on the Back Row Fantasy Show starting now. Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts, Jeremy Barker, Aaron Arms, and Brian Hux. Oh man, I would like to say it feels good to be back in the studio, but I don't have Arms' beautiful face to my left. But well, I do, guess, but I'm really, really far to your left. Really, really far to my left. Would that be my left? I think it would actually be my right. I don't think so. Really? I'm per, I'm fairly confident that I'm on your left. Huh. Think about it. Your right goes towards Beaver. Your left goes back towards uh, Wellston. Yeah, I think I'm you're right. I'm kind of to your front left. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that you you may be spot on with that. Then I so, might be literally at the same angle, just like 14 miles away. Yeah. That's it's too far away nonetheless, but so here it is. It's, it's been, has it been quite two weeks arms since we put out an episode? Um, yes, we did not record last week. We did not record Friday. Therefore it has been two full weeks. It has been two plus weeks since we've recorded and, and granted, we don't have any massively big, great episode to bring to you today. We just want to talk a little bit of football and, and there, there is some things going on that are worth talking about. Granted, we're not jumping back into the draft stuff, but I'm here in the studio. Arms is to my far, far left uh, <laughs> at his house with his microphone set up, which which is working out pretty nicely. Arms has got this figured out. We've got it figured out. So we're, we're, we're going to bring you a show, much to the uh, joy of what? Just, just Bauer, you think? Much to the chagrin of our uh most of our fans who are like ah i listen out of obligation rather than want yeah it's kind of nice to take a couple weeks off from those guys <laughs> they they probably aren't listening anymore they're like who the f are these guys it'll be interesting to look at the downloads and see if we all of a sudden drop down to next to nothing i mean which is different how uh i mean how much closer to nothing can we get i i mean we're we're a good we're about the same distance away from nothing as you are from me right now. That's, that's okay. All right. In the grand scheme of things, really, really close, but in the, it feels like we're really far away. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and it does. This is totally weird sitting in this building by myself. It just doesn't quite feel natural. And and we did have a couple people that commented on our Twitter post that we were going to release an episode that said, you know, it, it's nice to know you guys are doing that when, when we all know that you all sit together and that's true. This is hard for us. This is not easy. This is not what we set out to do. We did not set out to do remote location recordings. So yeah, that, that's a big reason why it kind of, um, why the back row works so hard on quality and we wouldn't just allow somebody, you know, who lives in, I mean, cause I think Bowers, he's great, but he's in Pennsylvania, right? You know, there's, there's uh, stoops down in, he's in Texas, you know, I mean, these guys are, are great personalities and they're great guys with fantasy football, but we want that same room experience. It just, to us, it's important. And it's, it's also nice for, uh, for you to watch me roll my eyes as you say something like <laughs> you, you love Kyler Murray. He right. Yeah, it so. is. There, there's definitely, that's what makes it fun for us. And, and though we appreciate 
guys like Bauer and, and Stoops and, and multiple others saying, you know, if you need someone, give me a call. Like, yeah, you know, we, we may, but the, the truth of the matter is we really enjoy doing this all together in the same room. So anything less than that is a little bit difficult for us. You know, at least I, I just don't get into it as much. I just got done recording a podcast for the back row talk show and it was a great time. Like it really was. I had a good time, good guest talked about something that I enjoy, but it just isn't the same. It's not the same as when the three of us are sitting in a room when we can take a break to grab a beer or take a, you know, take a break to, to talk trash to each other. It's just not the same. Do you know how many beers I've grabbed to bring down here with me, knowing that I can't just give you the, the roll tape double, you know, the finger twists. I'm going to say and, one. Uh, it's like five. Oh, okay. I, also, I brought moonshine down too. You know, I'm, Jesus. I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not getting up. You, you have 45 minutes to an hour of my undivided attention. Good Lord. Which, which granted, I know you're watching WrestleMania. So at, at any point, if we're done, just say we're done. I, I think, you know, being able to do this remotely, I think people would understand if, if we quickly got off of a topic and like, okay, that's it. We're good. Arms wants so, to go uh, watch WrestleMania with no crowd. And I, yeah. you know, I don't want to take it much past possible seven o'clock either. So I've got mm -hmm. some other plans. So, um, real quick, just, you know, everybody talks about what they're doing. Um, me and Bark, both in the finance world, um, we've limited our exposure as much as possible. Essential. Um, yeah, we're, we're essential employees, but you know, honestly, however you view this, like, even if you don't think it's that serious, let's, let's be realistic on something guys. Um, if you're not taking it serious, this crap's just going to drag out further and further. Yeah. I mean, it, it almost feels like whenever you, you know, what is it? The breakfast club, you want a week, make it two weeks. I keep going about it. I can do this all year. It's that right. crap. like, yep. if you keep just try to flatten the curve. Yeah. Um, my wife's in healthcare. It's important for, for you guys to, you know, to stay home. And however you view it, the more you are going out and, you know, going against the recommendations, the longer this is going to last for us. Right. And, and let us also be clear. Let me also be clear. I'm 100% behind arms on that statement. And I will add, no matter what the reason is that we're supposed to be staying home, let's just stay home. <laughs> Let's just, I mean, there, there's, You're there's right. a lot of stuff going on on Twitter with like empty hospitals and all this stuff. And, and there's, there's just a ton of reasons to question things, but the bottom line is we do need to, we do need to stay home. We do need to practice social distancing. We do only need to go out when we absolutely need to. And that's not to say, you know, I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but it, it, the possibility is enough that we should stay home and stay safe. The possibility of, of catching this and not knowing we have underlying conditions or, you know, the, just the possibilities alone, you know, I'd rather not risk it for the biscuit as Jameis Winston would, would do. And I think it's safe to say out of our 10 viewers, nine of them, or 10 listeners, <laughs> nine of them probably have no like physical worries or ailments, but it could be that one, you know what I mean? And yeah. It, it, if you're healthy, this the instruction for you to stay at home, it's not for your good. It's for your grandma's good. Right. It's for your kid's good. It's for somebody else's kid's good. Yes. You know, th this is what it is. Um, I, I don't want to stay on the high horse for this too long. So let's uh, let's let's dive into this crap. 
Yeah. And, and I, I imagine whenever you pitch the idea of talking about some of the free agent crazy stuff going on, I think we're on the same page. Like there's deals falling through right now. Mm. Eli, yeah, Eli I mean, Apple, for some reason, was the first one that comes. Yes, to mind. that's what I was getting ready to talk about. But um, you can go ahead on that. I mean, it's a Raiders move. Yeah, no, I mean, just in general, I mean, he's kind of the example. Like Eli Apple was a Raider. Now all of a sudden he's a Saint. And and didn't the Raiders bring someone else in after that fell? Demarius through? Randall. Demarius Randall. That, that was actually one of my Demetrius favorite. Randall, sorry. Yes, he he's one of my. No, I think. Is it Demarius? No, no, I think Demarius I'm, is the safety and Demetrius is the tight end or something. Demetrius Harris. Yeah, or Demetrius I feel like something. I know I've got this screwed up all of a sudden. Yeah, but you're you're on two former it's Browns. It's the guy from the Browns. Yeah, <laughs> you know I mean, both of them I think are from the Browns. But you're you're on the right track, and I don't think either one of us know 100. percent But I think it is Demarius Randall, and I actually think yeah, that's I, a better signing. Suddenly, that's a better signing I, than Eli Apple. Literally, could not absolutely could not agree more. Um. Eli Apple's a liability. I mean, the dude tests completely off the charts. He's, he's incredible as far as, like, speed, change of direction, all that stuff. You know what he's not? What? He's not an incredible cornerback. No, he's not. He's got potential, but thus far in his career, he's a bust. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, he's a liability. I mean, I, I believe our own uh, Daniel Rozier would agree. I mean, he was a joke for the Giants. He, he's been – he's not been – He's okay with the Saints, right? He's okay. Yeah. But the Raiders need more than a guy who's just an athlete out there. They need a cover corner. And uh, and you know what? If if all the more you're going to upgrade is put Eli Apple in what the as your slot corner, um, give me Randall for my safety instead. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it worked out pretty well for the Raiders. They may not agree, but. Yeah, give me give me Randall. I was hoping that Miami would would sign Randall actually, and I I had no thoughts about them signing Eli Apple because I just don't care. But Randall, I actually was kind of hoping would land in Miami. But you know, I I feel like your team and my team have both had really strong off seasons to this point. So I, I hey, agree, it's a good signing. It's a strong signing. So we we can go back to some of these guys. That it is Demarius Randall. Okay, I, I got it right. I thought so, but you Demetrius. What, what's the tight end in Cleveland? Demetrius, either Harris or Randall. I don't. It's, I don't know. I think it's Harris. It might be Harris. It, it, every time, whenever I played against somebody, they freaking had Demetrius Harris with a freaking random touchdown. Oh yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. Especially when because he's nothing but a streamer. Yeah, yeah, nothing but a streamer guy. A dangerous like, one at that. Yeah, it's like you you pick up uh, Demetrius Harris, and all of a sudden it's like, well, there's eight points. You're like, how how the hell did Demetrius Harris get eight points? Yeah. He caught one touchdown, one ten reception, yards. 10 yards. There we go. And it, it was infuriating. But, you know, whenever you're expecting to, someone to lay an egg on that position for you to, you know, help secure the win. Eh, right. they don't. So are there, are there any – now, th- here's one thing I've, I've noticed. This is like a an unprecedented situation because until the contracts are signed, they're not official. Right. Okay. And there's a lot of those hanging in the balance. Tons of them hanging in the balance. So, so what happens if your team they go out in free agency and they, and they're trying to sign? I I mean I can't think of anyone off the top of my head, but all of a sudden, let let's just say that Jadavian Clowney. Now Clowney's a bad example. He's okay. a real bad example because other than uh, than Young, there's nobody in this class that's going to make you not want Jadavian Clowney still. But let's say James Winston. Okay, 
if you're Miami and you sign Jameis Winston, but you don't sign sign Jameis Winston, and you don't make any moves in the draft, but yet Tua falls to you, you might just let the Jameis Winston deal fall through. Yeah, you can just bail on it. I mean, because why pay the guy? You don't. Exactly. So it's it's I've I've never hopefully we'll never see anything like this again. But this is just unprecedented stuff for me, you know. And I mean, there's players all over the league that are, this is going to happen to. I, I mean, so sorry. I I I just find it incredible that some of these guys are they're in in principle signing with these teams, but the draft it hasn't happened, and before they actually get pinned to paper. The draft might eliminate some of them uh, being a need for a team. You yeah. never know what falls to you. And the draft is coming. So, I mean, physicals we don't know are coming for sure, but the draft, at least as of today, it's coming. So uh, the reason I mentioned I, I, Jadavian was he's he wasn't a good example for that situation, but I, I wanted to touch on him as being a guy that turned down $17 million a year from Miami, and because of his health and because of – you know, teams probably wanting to test, test him out. Uh, his, his asking price all of a sudden is now 17 million. Cause he's unsigned. So, Hey buddy, good job passing on Miami. You could have got that 17 million, but now you're probably not going to get 17 million. But I mean, this pandemic has, has affected uh, even high profile guys like Clowney. I wonder if it has also affected Jameis and uh, Cam, I mean, those guys, you know, you it, can't it's really definitely affected, affected Cam. There's no doubt in my mind. Right. Jameis is banged up a little bit here and there, but Cam is always seems to be battling with something. I mean, finished the year on an IR. I, they, they want to see whether or not his shoulder's good to go. And I mean, I don't know. I've seen his workout videos. He's, he's incredible looking. Yeah. I mean, he looks like DK Metcalf's training partner right now. Yep. And, uh, I think that the, this is a reason why Cam is still out there hanging in limbo. Yeah. I mean, Cam Cam could be a Charger. You know, Cam could be a Dolphin. Cam could be a freaking Raider. I, we don't know. But until teams can, you know, kick the tires on him in person, no one's willing to put that kind of equity into him because, you know, he, he demands the price because as much as I knock on Cam for not being a viable fantasy quarterback, and I honestly don't think Cam's a great quarterback – I think he's a great athlete at the position. Um, he changes the way your your team plays offense, and he changes the way defenses have to defend you. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, he's a so, wild card. He's he's not he's not an elite quarterback. He he's a he's a an elite athlete. Exactly. So it's uh it's I I think this is killing him because honestly, otherwise, uh, provided his health checks out. The guy would he wouldn't have lasted a day in free agency if someone could have got a physical warning. Uh, I I think you're I I would I want to lean that way too. I I'm pretty sure you're right. But then at the same time, you know we've we've got these teams in situations. This is kind of a a unique year for the draft because we have four quarterbacks that could potentially go in the top five. I don't think that'll happen. It sounds a little crazy, but. But, I mean, people are going to be vying for a quarterback. There's going to be trades up for a quarterback. There's no doubt about it. So, I mean, there there may just be teams because there's not a lot of teams that need a quarterback. But the teams that do may just be waiting the draft process out to see if they were able to pay enough to get their guy or if they missed out and Cam and Jameis are now the contingency plans. So, I mean, they're, you know, we've, we've got them hanging around because of that. So, and the, the fact that Cam does have a few 
injury issues and question marks only supports, you know, the idea of waiting till after the draft to sign one of them. But we could see both of these guys on the outside looking in for a starting job. You're absolutely right. I mean, I'm wow. Isn't that isn't that incredible? Dude, I think that that Cam, you know, Cam and Jameis could both be backups this year. I traded two separate leagues. I had Cam. I dealt him. I had Jameis. I dealt him. And I, it could not have worked out better, at least right now, especially the Jameis thing, because I traded him for like a second round pick. And I don't think Jameis is going to be starting for a football team in September. Now, a team that's willing to go after Jameis, though, we have to realize, obviously, there's a team like the Patriots that, that would be willing to say, all right, you know, we're, we're going to bring you in. We know you're, you know, a veteran and, and good enough to play at a high level in this league. You know, someone like that, yeah, you're, you're loving where he's at. But for the most part, it's going to be some a bad team that's going to have to sign him. It should be. And I, and I don't think the Patriots are a, are a landing option for either of those guys because the Patriots are such a weird team. When's the last, I mean, besides Randy Moss, they, they don't bring in high profile free agents they just don't mess with it antonio brown i guess you could say but i mean they that was like a discount you know he was a problem player but yeah moss ab and i think the last whenever you whenever we think like high high profile guy was like Corey dillon that's the only other name i could think of and i'm i'm completely sold that it's going to be stidham or hoyer or a rookie i i don't believe Jameis or cam is going to be on the patriots so it's it's like where do they fit the chargers seem dead set on tyrod and a rookie if they can lay in one mm-hmm. granted they're one of those teams if they miss out on a quarterback it, it could be cam that's their contingency that's, uh, plan i think that is such like if, if you're if you're set to go to war with tyrod i just think you're you're planning on uh trying to lose for lawrence or something at that point it's been proven I mean, it's been proven that Tyrod is not going to make your team. I I don't think he makes your team worse than an average starter, but he doesn't make it better than an average starter. So it's just proven. He is very much a Troy Smith kind of quarterback. He wishes he was Troy Smith. Tyrod's bad. A, A Troy Smith in the NFL type of quarterback. I'm, I'm sticking by my statement. Okay. I guess he had a moment with the Ravens there, but. Well, Troy Smith had a you know a couple wins with the Niners back in the day as well, whereas Tyrod just really hasn't done anything above being maybe a 500 quarterback anywhere. He played okay for the Bills for a minute, but you could tell that long term just was not an option with I him. I still think he's like a seven and nine guy. Well, they yeah, weren't he a was. playoff team with him. You know I, what I mean? I think they had a fast start that year, and then just you know the true colors showed. Tyrod was not a starter. So, yeah, the Chargers would be kind of crazy to, to go that route. Or if you know uh, Ryan Haith, which me and you know, no one else is going to know that name in, unless they're in our friend circle. But Ryan Haith claims that Cardell Jones could wrangle that starting job away. Why does he claim that? Because he had no fucking clue that he played in the XFL. <laughs> hey, P.J. Walker played in the XFL, though. Uh, and now P.J. Walker, uh, potentially, you never know. Maybe he could beat out Teddy. <laughs> Maybe. Uh- <laughs> Uh, there's a reason PJ Walker played in the XFL. Oh, I agree. He might, he might. Now I'm saying that 
as a guy who doesn't believe in Teddy Two Gloves as being a stud in the NFL. And speaking of Teddy Two Gloves, let's go ahead and go down this path. Don't overpay for Teddy Bridgewater. Like, have you seen anyone trying? Have you seen anyone talking about paying the price for him on Twitter? Like, is is there is there a secret Teddy Two Gloves club that I wasn't privy to? I've seen a lot of people say, you know, they're like, hey, rate my team. They got Teddy Two Gloves as a starter. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, listen, I know the the quarterbacks are, you know, once you get past the top three or four, like the cliff's pretty steep at that point. But yeah, Teddy Bridgewater, for, for stat purposes, for fantasy purposes, he's going to be 15th to 25th. Like he's barely a starter in a fantasy in fantasy format for me. Right. And some people make well, he's he's mobile. No, he's not. No, he, he's, Teddy, he's not Teddy a, is not a mobile quarterback. It, it, there's nothing that Teddy Bridgewater does that makes you think, "Wow, we've got to change our game plan for Teddy Bridgewater." Here. Now, he loves throwing the ball short, and my God, they got three guys. You get the ball short, and they can make magic happen in, in Carolina. So. Here's what Teddy Bridgewater is. If the Cardinals can add some pieces to that team and get back to being a, a playoff football club. Hold on, the Cardinals? I'm sorry, the Panthers. Panthers. The Panthers. Okay. If the Panthers I, I thought can you add were going to do pieces. some sort of analogy. It's like Teddy oh, no. Bridgewater could be the backup to Kyler or something. I'm like, no, oh, no, no, whoa. no. I no. love Kyler Murray. No, if Teddy can get the the, the right team around him, Teddy's ceiling is Trent Dilfer. He is potentially one of the best game managers in the league, but Teddy Bridgewater's not putting you on his back and and taking you where you need to go. Teddy Bridgewater can be effective with a good all around team, but that's it. I mean, he's 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 a fantasy backup in dynasty league. So I agree with you 100. percent Don't overpay. What did you uh, you cut out there for me for a second? What did you say his ceiling is? Trent Dilfer on a good oh, team. Oh Jesus Christ! His ceiling um, is Trent Dilfer on a good team, and I I don't mean that he that his stats are that ceiling. His his potential as a starter in the league is Trent Dilfer. He's not a long term starter. He's not going to put you on his back and win games. But if you put a great team around him. You can win with Teddy Bridgewater, yeah, just like he's, Baltimore he's a did with. Yeah, he's a manager. And now, that's, let's put a let's put a, a number on it. I think his his cap high point for him is twenty five touchdowns. I was going to say the exact same number, twenty five touchdowns. Now, granted, I, I'll put him at twelve or less interceptions. So, I, I, I mean, I wouldn't even be surprised if it was in the single digits, in the seven to eight range. Wouldn't be surprised. But 25 touchdowns to me does seem to be his ceiling, and 3,500 yards is his absolute ceiling for me. Yeah, if you here's the problem we have. I have with Teddy Bridgewater, the inefficiencies that Cam has passing the ball. Now Teddy's better at protecting it, but as far as pushing it downfield and you know making those giant chunk plays, I just don't. I think Teddy and Cam are fairly equal passers. In the grand scheme of things. Yeah, Cam obviously probably has the better arm, but Teddy's probably a, a tad more accurate, but you you average it all out. Yeah, they're probably, I wouldn't say I'd rather have one over the other definitively. Yeah, but then you take away 6 to 14 touchdowns on the ground? 
There you go. There's the difference. Woo. Uh, all of a sudden, you eliminate Cam Newton's ground game. He's he's unownable. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not it's not great. Not a great situation if you don't get the ground game, which, you know, Cam is not a you know, one of the younger players in the league now, so wherever he goes, you might have to eliminate half of that production you used to get from Cam on the ground. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to have a Christian uh, McCaffrey-esque running back to, to you know, have that additional threat for his, you know, the RPO and whatnot. Right, unless the team is just signing him to, like, get that one or two decent years out of him, they'll probably manage his reps as far as a runner goes. As as they should have since he started in the league, honestly. Yeah, he kind of got tossed in there, and he wanted to be a, a battering ram and do the Superman thing from – battling his way to the end zone and, and Carolina let him. So now it's, it's shortened his career. Yes. Yes. So, um, before we get further down the whole free agency thing, how crazy are the Texans? Well, I, I get, I get that Deandre wanted to be paid. I get that him and Bill O'Brien didn't see eye to eye. I understand the fact that the Texans thought it would be better to trade him. Now, granted, the right move is to move on from Bill O'Brien. But when Bill O'Brien is your GM and your coach, if the owner's behind him, I get moving DeAndre Hopkins. I totally understand it. The problem was what they got for him. Did they even shop him? Like, I know that you're going to have to pay a first-round pick and a new contract, but that's what Buffalo did with Diggs. And you're telling me no one was willing to do that for Hopkins? A second yeah. a second, David Johnson is just it's stupid. So I, I agree. Stupid. It's just stupid. I mean, David Johnson is a, a shell of himself. Yeah. He was a throw into the second round pick in my opinion. So this yeah. was all about the second round pick and it is a bad decision. Like it, l- let me ask you, let's say that they would have said, we're going to give you it just for, for shits and giggles here. Christian Kirk, David Johnson in a second rounder. Are you more comfortable with it? I'm more, well, I mean, more comfortable than just a second. David Johnson, hell yeah. But do you, do you but think I mean, it's fair I... at that point? Oh, man. I, I, here's what I'm going to say. This, I don't think this trade would have been allowed to go through on Madden. <laughs> no, not, bad... the, not the current one, no. I, that's how bad I think it was. And but I yeah, mean... if you add Christian Kirk, I, I mean, it, it makes it better. But then at the same time, if you're Houston, do you really want Christian Kirk, Will Fuller, and uh, Kiki Kuti as your – I mean, you don't have a possession receiver on that roster. I mean, you've got slot and, and speedy guys. Slot, slot, and slot, it feels like. Yeah. So, I mean, it. they could have at least came out of this and been like, we'll give you Hakeem Butler and – Maybe Keyshawn Johnson too, Hakeem and Keyshawn. Maybe maybe you get a good receiver out of one of those two guys, but but no, just a second. David Johnson, like that's a damn joke. Unless Houston nails it with that second round pick on a guy like Denzel Mims, and he fulfills his potential, it just looks really bad all the way around. And David Johnson would have to play well for for them for it to look good. Yeah, I'm just. Am I wrong? Where I mean, does. The te- did the Texans even have a first round draft pick this year? No, they it's Miami's from the Laramie Tunzel deal. 
Okay, so they don't have a first round draft pick at all. No, and they could have. What are they expecting to like? What are you expecting to get to potentially replace Nook? Denzel Mims is my only, my only toss at it, or Lavisca Chenault, one of those two guys. Because I believe what where does what pick is that? What did they get? Which that deal's not done. That this that deal that deal's not uh, done yet. Pick forty is is their first pick in the draft if that deal is finalized. And is that the pick they gained from it? Uh, yes. So so they got the eighth overall pick in round two for Hopkins. Uh, yes. So so yeah. So you're looking at maybe Justin Jefferson, likely Denzel Mims or Lavisca Chenault. So I mean, you you got to nail it, whoever it is. If it's not a receiver, I think it's the wrong move. They don't pick again until fifty-seven. I mean, granted. NFL teams are built in the second, third, and fourth round. Okay. We, we know that, but you have an all-pro. And it, this just feels like the the Texans' way to where you you run the guts out of your guy and then you get nothing out of him. I mean, think back to Andre Johnson. You know, ran it until, you got, until he had no value. And I think he actually left – this is going way back. Probably as a free agent to go to uh, Indy. And then um, – Gosh, I feel like Arian Foster. I believe he retired from there, but he, you know, they, they, there was nothing they got out of him. And it's just the the way of it. How how big of a impact does this like knock uh, Deshaun Watson down for you? Uh, I think it's bigger than it looks on the outside because I would be utterly shocked if he wants to be in Houston long term after this. So, I, I mean, I I think it hurts significantly. I I don't think they've. I don't think they will know the pain of this trade until after the 2020 season. And then and then I think they'll feel the pain of this trade. So a, a couple of thoughts from, from this trade. Will Fuller, way up for me. Yeah, okay. but, but then you got the issue of like... Can, know, he be, can he be the number one? <laughs> way up for eight games, way up for five, or way up for 13? I noticed how 16 wasn't an option. It's not an option. Definitely not. I think this increases David Johnson's value as high he is at his ceiling right now. If he is healthy at all, he's going to probably catch 75 balls. Now, do you think there's a snowball's chance in hell that he produces like he did that special season a few years ago? Zero percent chance. I agree. Zero. I agree. He, if you, he, he is – he – he basically is middle – no, let's say he's basically three-quarters of the way into a Frank Gore-like career. Right now, he can probably be as effective as Frank Gore was in his 13th year in the league. <laughs> Out of the 16 to 18, he's been in the league. Except for Frank Gore could actually run people over, but yeah, I'm with you. Right. I, I mean, David Johnson, his best years are behind him. Can he have a better year than last year? Yes, but that's if he's healthy – and that doesn't mean that he'll be better on a yards per carry basis or a yards per reception basis. It just means the volume could translate to better numbers. I don't think he's going to find the fountain of youth, even though he's not that old. And he, he's not going to just gallop over people. He really did only have one special season, and that's that's the risk you take with, with acquiring a running back in the NFL that's not a rookie. Absolutely right. They have already seen the best of him. I think we have seen the best of him. I mean, even after his special year, and I'm not trying to, you know, say I'm some sort of a, you know, a savant at this, but 
I never wanted David Johnson shares. Um, what he did was just, it was just so many touchdowns. His actual yardage wasn't, you know, on the ground wasn't crazy good or anything like that. Well, he was a good two-way back. I mean, you, you knew you were getting receptions. But, so, I mean, I, I was definitely an interested buyer, but never with the intentions to pay top dollar. There was always reservation there. And I never wanted him for the price that it was going to take to have him, I guess. Yeah, yeah. As you said, and we've talked about it many times, everybody has a price. Mostly. Uh, man, man, this. What? What else? What other uh, big moves? Um, what? Well, if, if you want to go back to the the falling, falling through of free agent things, Michael Brockers, that deal fell through for the Ravens. So the Rams jump all over it and re-sign Michael Brockers, and then you have the Ravens then turned around and immediately signed another D lineman. Hold on, it's I'm drawing a blank on to who that was. I don't have the old tracker in front of me. The one I had kept pulling up a a forced Adobe update, so I I, I scrapped it. Yeah. Um, he, while he, you're looking, while you go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, I was just going to say it wasn't a Michael Brockers level talent, but they did sign someone. I'll have to figure out who it was. While you're you go ahead. Well, you know, while you're looking for that or looking that up. Um, what about Kiki QT? Does this does that move add a lot of value for him to you? I think he I think he's a solid dart throw. I mean, if there was some someone that I was looking to acquire on the cheap, if possible, I mean, he's one of them. Because if he does stay healthy, he could be a PPR machine. I mean, he he's built in the same mold as a Wes Welker, Julian Edelman type of guy. He he could definitely be a slot machine for Houston. But again. Houston and healthy receivers, those aren't words that usually go together. Isn't it crazy how the only person that's had significant health has been Hopkins? Yeah, and they trade him. So, so, so as we're circling around, biggest name in free agency, arguably Tom Brady. He, he goes to the Buccaneers. Does Tom Brady get back into your top 12? No. I like he's got the receivers to do it. <sighs> I, I, so I don't we're, think we're, he has the arm or the line though. We're talking about dynasty here. So mm -hmm. in redraft, yeah, yeah, he's in my top twelve. I'll, I'll put him in the ten, eleven, twelve spot. One of those spots because of the the roster around him. Yeah, but dynasty, no, because if there's ever a chance that we see the the full-on decline of Tom Brady, this this may be it. It may be this year. New, I mean, it's a new offense. Like, I know Tom Brady's a smart, cerebral quarterback, but this is all new to him. Free agents don't typically just jump over and blow it out of the water year one. I, d maybe Drew Brees is the name that comes to mind that blew it out of the water immediately. I think Peyton did first year with uh, – the Broncos too, but yeah, Peyton did. Now, now they, I will we're say, talking about special guys still at their prime level too. We are, yeah. Peyton was uh, what he was in his thirties for sure, but he wasn't forty. He wasn't forty-two. Yeah. So yeah, I, think I, that, I just don't see it. I think this could be the the season that puts Tom Brady into retirement. 
I mean, I... he's he's going to get hit a lot. He's not going to be used to that. Um, his his receivers are go downfield and get up work receivers, and they're great at it. But he there is no security blanket underneath. There is no Wes Welker type guy. You know, no Amendola there. That guy's Edelman, whomever, whatever guy you want to say that it was his, you know, short intermediate route guy. That guy's not there. They don't have Adam Humphreys this year. So are they going to completely – Arians is not changing what he wants to do. You know, he, he wants chunk plays, and he thinks Tom Brady can still do it. Yeah, I, I just – there's going to be levels of the Buccaneers game. They're going to be a better team because Brady – will not throw as many interceptions as Winston did. They Jesus, will be I hope not. They will be a better team. But but Tom Brady's not going to throw 40 touchdowns. Like he might throw 30. I I think 30 would be a successful year in Tampa Bay, but he's not he's not throwing for 40. So no matter the weapons around him, I mean it, there's going to be some floating balls out there. I just I don't see him throwing darts to those guys. Absolutely agree. Absolutely. And I mean, once again, two guys that are just absolute stars when it comes to, you know, going up and get it. One thing I do think this, I know everyone says, well, Arians doesn't have the offense that's uh, predicated to tight end success, but he's not the one out there throwing the damn football. No. You know, I think this helps OJ Howard out a lot. Yeah, I, it better. If it doesn't, then you, you can write him off your dynasty list. If he does not have his best season in 2020, it's over for OJ. Mm-hmm. OJ, if are you a, are you a buyer? Uh, and OJ Howard, no, I'm still not a buyer because I I think the hype is already there. Like people already think that Tom Brady is a tight end whisper. So no, I'm I'm not paying the the cost of what he's currently going for. I I would rather invest in something that the other OJ does than than OJ Howard. So if OJ comes out with a new book, I'll, I'll invest in that. But I'm not I'm not putting a dime into OJ Howard unless it's a bargain. If somebody wants to sell him to me for a bargain, yeah, I'll take the chance. See, I, I'm all about having OJ Howard. I, I I think that as long as they're you know putting him out on routes and not just have him staying in block, I think he's got a chance to put up a, a really nice season. You know, ten touchdowns, um, maybe seven eight hundred yards. I, but that that becomes comes from a short to intermediate route and do something with it from there type game. Well, since we're on tight ends, what about Eric Ebron? Do you think Eric Ebron is a good buy low now that he's in Pittsburgh? No, you've never been never been too high on Ebron. Yeah, I mean, even at, Ebron's peak is what sixth overall, and other than that, like he's bumping around twelve outside the top twenty. I mean, he's just Eric Eric Ebron's just not great. With Andrew Luck, Ebron was a touchdown machine. Mm-hmm. With, but so was Mo'Ally Cox and Jack Doyle. No, I get that, <laughs> but but I will say if Ben Roethlisberger is healthy, and Ben Roethlisberger looks like Ben Roethlisberger, then I don't mind owning Eric Ebron as my tight end too. Ben Roethlisberger looks like Hagrid. Yeah, Harry Potter right he, now. Yeah, he looks like me. Like he looks like me. Like you're, there's, there's some extra face cushion there, and that beard's getting a little old. He he literally looks mm-hmm. like me. So, but I mean, I the arrow is up for Eric Ebron because it couldn't it couldn't go any more down. 
But I, I do like I like the landing spot for Ebron as far as a tight end two with upside goes. What the hell was that? Oh, kids upstairs messing around with something. Oh, so it sounded like you rolled your desk over to a new location. You're like, yeah, I'm sick of this wall. I'm going to go to another one. I'm going to shoot a text to get them to stop. Nah, you're okay. Well, we're, we're nearing the end of this special episode anyways. I don't, I don't, I don't think you need to text them. All right. Philip Rivers. Uh, I, I think he, uh, I want to say we'll have a magical season in Indianapolis because the line is going to be much improved. He's going to have more time, but unless they add a wide receiver, that's instant impact. I don't think they have the weapons for a, a magical season out of rivers. I just don't know if they have anything approaching what he had in San Diego, Los, no. Los Angeles rather. Yeah. I don't think they do. And to me, like, okay, maybe we get something closer to what everyone wanted out of T.Y. Hilton, but I don't – I mean, I'm I'm all out on the skill position players for the Colts. I'm not out. I mean, I mean if T.Y. Hilton I, – I would take a flyer on T.Y., a healthy T.Y. with Rivers. I'm good there. Uh, if they don't draft – a wide receiver. I'm I'm all in on Paris Campbell with Rivers, but it's not enough. They they say- really do need a big time go to. I'm gonna mention him many times in this podcast. They need a Denzel Mims or a T. Higgins. They need someone like that that can go up, up and get it, or you know, just out out maneuver someone for the ball. They need someone like that. They their whole game right now on the wide receiver side of the ball is just speed they need something else they they need size they haven't had yeah. size since like reggie wayne size that could do anything no i mean they tried devin funchess but that didn't work out i mean he got hurt i don't even know how many snaps he played with the colts it but... doesn't matter he, he he's garbage like i have no desire to have Funches on any NFL team. We had that combo on Twitter as well. I I would take a low end buy on him. Like I would probably pay a third or fourth. I don't know if I'd pay a third. I I mean, back in fourth maybe, but I don't know. So moving over to defense, your boys pick up Byron Jones. Pretty happy about that. I'm not. uh, No fantasy impact. We know that. Yeah, no fantasy impact, but. You know, it's 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 a great signing for a team that needs to find ways to to win more games. So, Xavier Howard, Byron Jones. I'm not saying Byron Jones is like a top five cornerback. I don't believe Byron Jones is a top five cornerback. Top ten? Yeah, I think he's a top ten guy. And I and I think Xavier Howard, for that matter, is a top ten guy. I don't think Miami instantly has the best pair of defensive backs in the league. I think they have a with those guys together they have a top five pairing in the defensive backfield but both those guys individually are not top five guys to me so i'm happy about it because the the contract is front loaded so it's not going the the thing miami's doing right now is they're front loading all of their contracts so Mm -hmm. they're paying everyone right now while they have the money and every year the cap hit for those big contracts becomes much less and less. So I like the fact that they spent the money while they had it on Byron Jones, but he's not going to be a long-term cap issue for us. So 
Love the signing. Love the player. Love the pairing. Very excited about next year because Tom Brady's gone. I, you could not convince me that the Patriots are going to be a Super Bowl contender with Stidham or Brian Hoyer. Like, they'll find a way to win some games and be competitive. I'm sure of that. But that that division is open. It is open for the taking. So Miami making moves makes me pretty happy. My favorite signing for all of free agency, Cordy Littleton to the Raiders. Of course it is. I mean, not Quitkowski. You don't love the Quitkowski signing more. Um, I think the Raiders have very quickly and cheaply, really, ended up with one of the better linebacking cores in the league. Oh yeah, there's there's no doubt about that. The Raiders are. You got to hand it to Mike Mayock. <laughs> I mean, he's done a good job so far. Oh, I, listen, I, I've said it before. In Gruden, I trust. Right? Gruden had to have told Mayock he wanted these guys. Right. He, he goes after Littleton, who's even though not a big name, still a huge producer, always there, you know, always at the football. The Raiders get him. They go after Kwiatkowski, which whenever his rookie year, I love the kid. You know, I talked about him before, thought that he was going to be the real deal, and it didn't work out. They end up with Roquan, of course. I thought him and Roquan were going to man the middle. Didn't happen. Of course, they have Trevathan. They, you know, Trevathan gets hurt. Kwiatkowski ends up as a starter at the end of the year, and – did exactly what I always expected Kwiatkowski to do, and that's put up high tackle numbers. Yep. Kwiatkowski's, I don't think he's going to put up, you know, 140 total tackles, but between him and Littleton, I think both of them are actually fantasy ownable. Littleton, obviously, fantasy starter, but I think as far as linebacker three, I don't think you're going to be upset with Kwiatkowski if, if he falls to you. No, he's my linebacker three in, in every league that I'm in, and I'm, I'm very, uh, I'm encouraged. I'm excited about Kwiatkowski is a Raider. That's going to add a little more mean streak to him, in my opinion. And it's going to be, they're going to have a uh, a really solid defense this year. All right. So moving down the list, Robbie Anderson, Carolina, the the new Greg Olson. Everyone is trying to trade me this guy, and not, I don't not, want not any Greg, part I'm of sorry. it. I'm sorry. I was I was looking at the Dallas Newport thing. So Robbie Anderson with so Olson's gone. We free up those targets, right? We've got. Um, You've got DJ Moore, you've got Curtis Samuel, and you've got Christian McCaffrey. How does Anderson play in for you? Uh, he's to me, he's going to be a great decoy for DJ Moore to continue to bust the hell out. So, I te listen. Teddy Bridgewater is less of a a great matchup for Robbie Anderson, a pairing so to speak, than Sam Darnold was. I Robbie Anderson may have. Some spectacular sixty year sixty year sixty yard touchdowns in twenty twenty. He may have a few deep bombs that are exciting, but it's all about DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel with Teddy two gloves at the helm. Robbie Anderson is going to keep defenses honest. I love the signing for Carolina. I think it's a great signing for him. But fantasy wise, I'm hands off of Robbie Anderson. I, I would rather have Curtis Samuel than Robbie really? Anderson. Yep, and I would much rather have DJ Moore than Robbie Anderson. So Moore, Samuel, those guys are going to benefit, in my opinion, greatly from Robbie Anderson and Teddy Bridgewater as opposed to no Robbie and still Cam. So the Robbie Anderson so, deal, he's what I wanted Miami to take him to sign him for, to free up other guys, keep defenses honest. Keep that, that safety over the top. Yep. Yeah, so 
I, one thing I will say is I, I think this keeps uh, Curtis Samuel in his more natural position, which is in the slot. Yeah, and, um, and that, that looks good with Teddy Bridgewater being the quarterback. Yeah, so obviously, I mean, Robbie Anderson, go route, you know, run the nine over and over again because that's what he does best. Um, but I, I'm absolutely with you. I think I think DJ Moore's ascending. I'm not going to uh, put him in my top ten yet. Thought you were going to say some, he's essential. Yeah, I've heard some people say that he's right there with uh, Cortland Sutton for them. He's not quite there for me, but man, he's getting there. You know, we'll see see how it starts working out in uh, as as camp if camp happens, of course, as camp approaches. Um, yeah, I, the obviously the receiver though is DJ Moore. Yeah, but I'm not terrified of Curtis Samuel. See, you mentioned. You mentioned Cortland Sutton, and I think Denver would have been the perfect landing spot for Robbie Anderson's value. Like they're they're in the market for someone opposite Cortland Sutton, and I and I think having Cortland Sutton, Robbie Anderson, and Deshaun Hamilton in the slot would have been a dream come true for Drew Locke. So I don't know why it took so long for Robbie Anderson to get signed. He he can get downfield, he can get open, and he he's the perfect. Uh, more like a Kenny Stills plus for a team to own and, and go out and help other guys around the field with. So I don't know. I don't understand why it took so long for him to land somewhere, but this is a good I, landing spot for the values of DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. Well, we talked about it earlier. It could have been people hearing that, uh, that Hopkins was on the block, you know, Let's try to get Hopkins. See what we can do to get him. Otherwise, you know, God, we he went, him, he we went on day one of free agency, though that trade happened uh, immediately. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I mean, there was no time. Well, that was that was the the hot start. Was what we we expected Tom Brady to be the hot start, and it was Hopkins. So a couple more before we sign off here. Austin Hooper to the Browns four four years, forty two million. No thanks. D- David and Joku just became unownable. Uh, he's unownable, and and uh, Austin Hooper is not a top ten tight end. I just, I I, no. I agree with you. Now there's going to be games that Austin Hooper gets two touchdowns. There absolutely I'm, will. Absolutely, positively will be. This is going to uh, render like the Demetrius Harris is irrelevant because he's never going to see the field. I don't think he's. Uh, I don't even think he's a Brown anymore. I don't even know. I'm just saying that that number two or number three, four tight end right. just no longer has value. Um, it wouldn't shock me if they came out with a ton of two tight end sets and said, all right, we're going to go two tight ends, two wide receivers, and, you know, alternate those running backs. But yeah, Hooper, low, maybe, man, I, for someone who finished the, what, through week eight, far and away, the number one tight end through week right. eight, he was, he was ridiculous. Um, I think his value is is shot pretty hard going to uh, going to the Browns. I think Baker has a hell of a rebound year, but Baker's marquee is is passing and moving the ball around. Right. Uh, he doesn't hone in on anybody, you know, too awful much. And I, I just think that whenever we realize, yes, he was the third option in uh, in Atlanta already, but Atlanta threw the ball a hell of a lot more. Well, than I will Cleveland's add if Cleveland does trade Odell Beckham Jr. for any reason then Austin Hooper may creep back into the top 10 tight end situation for me. They may Cleveland may look to go a different route this year, like relying on the short to intermediate passing game with Jarvis Landry and Austin Hooper. So if the plan shakes itself out and we see Odell Beckham Jr. not on that team, I'll feel a lot better about Hooper. But as long as it's Beckham, Jarvis, 
Hooper, Kareem Hunt, and Nick Chubb. Hooper's on the outside looking in for, for volume, in my opinion. All right. Uh, Schobert to the Jaguars. It, it, no, no, no change in value for me. I, I think it's a, it's a wash. I, I like Schobert just as much now as I did then. No less, no more. He's a top 10-ish guy always. When that, help, well, yeah. The, if you get yeah. a full season of Schobert, he's top 10. Yeah, I'm with you 100% there. Uh, Van, Van Oy to the Dolphins? Not fantasy-wise. That This was a football signing. This is great for Miami. He's a, a guy that will play multiple roles. He'll do whatever you ask of him. Uh, but but fantasy-wise, I'm not intrigued. I agree. It seems like any time that they let somebody go, it's almost like they just know it's over for them or they're on some, you know, the back end. And Well, I, I, think, I think New England would have loved to have him back, but I really believe in the power of Flores, the power of Miami being – you know, a warm area, a desirable place to be, you know, that it's a place where free agents want to sign, but they haven't for years they because just, they, they just haven't had a coach. Play? They haven't had a coach that was worth playing for in years. So now that they've got a guy in Brian Flores that looks like he's going to be, I mean, it looks like he's going to be a good coach for a long time. I, the, mm-hmm. the long, the more, the more I dive in about Brian Flores, the more I am a thousand percent happy that Miami got this guy and, and players want to play for him and they players are willing to be versatile in his scheme. Unlike Minka Fitzpatrick, who just wanted to play, you know, one spot, didn't want to be moved around the field. And that's part of the reason he got dealt. So the fact that Kyle Van Noy wanted to play for Flores I mean, I mean, it speaks volumes to me about where the team is going. I think they're going to build the team right with with, with very few roadblocks coming up cap-wise, uh, very few roadblocks as far as injuries go. If we have an injury somewhere, all these guys are going to be versatile. Kyle Van Noy, you want to plug him in where Jerome Baker was playing, you can do that. So I, I love the signing, but fantasy, eh, whatever. It, it's not a big fantasy signing whatsoever. I'll go through a couple more, and then we'll we'll sign off here. I actually um, have to go. See how that works? <laughs> real, real quick, real quick, we got to hit this one. It's a real big name, Melvin Gordon. Uh, I'm I'm completely fine with Melvin Gordon. To me, I don't think his value has changed at all. San Diego actually had a pretty crappy offensive line. Los Angeles, or God dang it, yeah. I know the, I'm the still San, doing it, man. San Diego Chargers. Uh, German they, for a whale's vagina. German for whale's vagina. The line sucked. Okay, that that's part of the reason Melvin Gordon's numbers weren't great, and Melvin Gordon's moving right back into a situation where he's got an Austin Eckler-like player in Philip Lindsay, but he's going to have a better offensive line with a younger quarterback, with an up-and-coming stud receiver in Cortland Sutton, and a, a Noah Fant as well. So I mean, the cast around him is not on much of a lower level than what Los Angeles had, but he's got a better line with what I believe is a a better organization with more of a, a winning history. So I actually really like Melvin Gordon in Denver. Is he a top five running back in Denver? Top 10. I, I, I hate to call him top five. I've always been weary of him being a top five, but top 10, I'll say top 10. If Philip Lindsay, uh, somehow gets mad and requests a trade or something like that, I'll, I'll move Gordon into top five. But as long as Lindsay's there, it's top 10. Just like with Eagler. 
you know, top, I, I looked at him as a top 10 guy in San Diego too, just because Eakler's there. I mean, he's going to cap your, your fantasy potential at least a little bit. And I know I said that was the last one, but Brashad Perriman. Fuck you, arms. Hey, you know what? It's life. Brashad Perryman. Uh, I like the signing. Uh, the Jets have no one. I picked up Perryman wherever I could. That being said, he's not going to perform like he did in Tampa. I mean, I, I think his ceiling is going to be 70 receptions. Right Robbie out of, Anderson upside? Yeah, right at 1,000 yards, right at seven touchdowns, but his floor is a lot more dangerous. I mean, we could be looking at a 45, 650, and three guy. But I'll take the chance in New York. There's no one to compete with to be a starter. Absolutely. I mean, if he resigns for some reason with uh, Tampa Bay, what the heck, man? You, right. You just lost all of your value and all your potential to ever have a big payday. Yeah, I like it much better uh, for the Jets. I think Darnold's a solid quarterback. If they fix their line and Lev Bell and Bouchard Perryman, Perryman could surprise. I mean, he could be a 1,000-yard guy, but I wouldn't put it much above that. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, well, Bark, it was good talking to you. Um, yeah, stay your distance. I, Keep away know, from me. I, I know we didn't hit all the free agents. We st- still got guys like Blake Martinez, which was huge for the Giants. Yeah, we just want to talk. Guys. We just want to talk some football. So, I mean, we're, we've we've got time for sure. So, I'm sure when we get back on and do this again, hopefully we don't have to. Maybe some miracle happens and it's just over. But if not, we'll dive into some more free agents and, and just sprinkle some rookies in there too that we haven't talked about already. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you uh, inviting me on. <laughs> hey, thanks. Hey, thanks for coming on your show. Yeah, it's a, it's 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 a different feeling. Um, but hey, you know what? We're going to get through this. We'll all get through it together. Yeah. Uh, everyone, just but, for whatever reason you believe, it's, it's a good idea to stay home. The co-founder of the show is uh, is is my guest this week on the back roof. <laughs> oh God, these times suck. It's weird. It's weird. Hopefully, we, here's the thing. Hopefully, we never we're never in this situation again. It's painful. It sucks, but you know, I feel like we all look back in let's say August, September, October, and, and we're like, you know what? All right, the, it was probably the right decision. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, that's the case. So, everyone, until then, uh, thanks for listening. Hope you get your dose of adrenochrome to get through the day. Oh, you're gonna go there. You're gonna go there. Oh, love it, and we'll see you guys. Uh, I'm sure next week me and arms can find time to do this again. If this isn't over, this has got me so messed up. I forgot to say good morning. Good morning. Yeah. This is what's crazy. Oh man. It's wild. It's wild. This is the first time me and you have done this on this show. We've only done it for my YouTube channel for a demonstration. So this is definitely new, awkward and strange, but if we have to do it again next week, we will. Yeah. Sorry for the awkwardness. I understand sound quality is not great, but we don't have, you know, uh, two, thousand dollar sound boards i'm 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 operating off of a condenser mic it's working it's working freaking uh apple computers so it's fine macbook macbook that's word i'm looking for you sound better than most of the podcasts i attempt to listen to so i think it's fine all right guys appreciate you tuning in see you next time good night peace This concludes another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. Thanks for listening, and be sure to give us a review.